It's time now for our regular retirement check-in, thanks to Household Capital. Last time, we looked at the ways we can pay to put our feet up, but tonight we're shining the spotlight on super. Now, super is one of the most important parts of a comfortable retirement, and with superannuation compulsory for more than 30 years in Australia, it is something that most retirees have been preparing for for a while. And we all want to make sure that the money we do have in super is performing. In fact, just today we heard in a report from the corporate regulator ASIC that the choice superannuation sector, which accounts for more than $1.1 trillion in savings across 7.5 million accounts, was littered with underperforming funds and that their customers don't necessarily know that it's even happening. So if you're one of those who are in the dark about super, let's get the info you need. This segment is brought to you by Household Capital. Unlock your wealth and live well at home with Household Capital. Call 13 13 06. Kay Fallick is an independent retirement writer and commentator who's been looking at the needs of retirees for a quarter of a century now. Kay, welcome back to Money News. Thank you, Deb. Now, it's great that we have the pension safety net here in Australia, but really for people to get ahead, it's all about superannuation balances, isn't it? Superannuation balances help, but I just reassure everybody and say there are the five levers and you can work longer and some people have private savings and then there is ultimately your savings in your home, your wealth in your home. That said, super, super important, yes. pardon the pun, um, but most people are quite disengaged. They, well, well, they're not paying we, attention. And, and people aren't really across what they're even putting in, in terms of balances. Well, I think how it works is we're all quite comfortable while our employer is putting away the 11% current amount. And then you reach that aha moment when generally around age 60, age preservation age, and you have to decide what to do because you can get your hands on it. But a little fact, I love a fact here and there, um, from super ratings who measure what people do and how super performs, they actually told me that 45% of people do not open their annual statement. To even check. They don't look at it. They wow. don't open the email, let alone did they read yes. it. And there are pulse points within super where you're talking about balances, about funds not performing, well, you need to look, you need to check. But also what settings are you on? Are you on balanced returns? Are you in growth? Because there is a strong argument, this is not advice, but a lot of people will say you can afford to be in growth at an older age. And there are also apart from the 11% that we get when we're employment from the bosses, there's other ways that people can grow their super balances too. Yeah, there's a huge number of ways, which is probably why people reel back in horror at the complexity. But, I mean, salary sacrifice, the the active years, you're probably getting your highest uh, salary between age 50 and 60, arguably. And maybe you can put aside a bit more. And most people who have retired, when they're asked, what do you wish you'd done? They say, they say, I wish I'd been more engaged. I wish I'd put more away. 
I wish I'd understood the rules. Mm, which is, you know, the basics really for, for most of us. And the term preservation age is bandied about. You've mentioned it as well. What does it mean? Why is it so important? It's important because generally that passive situation where others put your super away for you, you reach a turning point. You're now allowed to access your super. So you're moving from what is called accumulation or saving to decumulation or spending. And at this stage, you what you really need to know is what is the best way to take money out of your super? It could be a lump sum. It could be in a retirement income stream, an account-based pension. A lot of people don't know what that is. And it's quite easy to understand that, but you, you have to make an active effort to do that. And you can so, still be working to, in some capacity, can't you? Yeah. And look, it, again, there's another form of taking money out of super at preservation age, and, and we're really talking age 60. For people who want to keep working a lot, but top up their income, so maybe cut back to four days a week or something. That's called a transition to retirement pension. It's a very specific strategy and the strong suggestion here is it you would do well to take advice to see if it's for you. It may not be for you. It's not for everybody. So it depends on how much you want to work in a lot of cases. But don't forget, if you help yourself to super early, you might have less later. The $60 million question is always, how much do I need in my super to retire? But how can we think about what is right for us? Because everyone's different, as we've touched on last time we spoke. But who can actually help to get that information? Well, you can seek advice and I say that. You can hear the hesitation in my voice, not because seeking advice is not a great idea. People who've sought it generally will respond and say it was the best thing they did. I think there's a lot more um, offering coming through now, which is called bite-sized advice or episodic advice, which is specific to your need oh, I'm reaching age, preservation age, can I do some projections about how long my money will last? And I think that's number one, to work out how long it will last. Do you have enough to cover your needs or do you need to look at other ways of funding your retirement over the long haul. You know, getting a heads up early is the answer to most things yeah, in life. planning and, and yeah. having a plan, which yeah. is so Whether important. you're buying a house, having a baby or doing your super, I think really arming yourself with information and I would love to think in this segment where interesting, pardon me, people so that they want to go and look up some of these terms and say, how does that work for me? Definitely. Now, I want to encourage our listeners as well to get in contact if you have specific questions on Retirement for Kay. You can email moneynews at nine.com.au. And that's what one of our listeners, Rebecca, did when we spoke last time. She wrote in and she wanted to ask, why is the single old age pension so low when you have the same expenses as a couple? Can we help Rebecca out? 
Well, it is lower than the combined couple, but a single couple age pension is lower than a single single. Okay, so we get to can two live as cheaply as one. If two people go on a holiday, they both have to pay they pay two airfares. Correct. If one person does, they pay one, okay? So the couple pay more. However, when they get to the hotel room, shoot me now, look what happens. One, the, ro- one room. The single. Two. Yes. And, you know, they don't want to pay a supplement and I can understand that. So I think the way it's been crafted is recognising that some costs for couples are actually lower because there's two people, but some costs for couples are not lower. So the the median theory is to pay the single 66% comes out about evenly. Okay. Look, it's a, it's a lively topic and it, it would be good to hear from people how they experience it. Absolutely. So get in contact with any of your questions or your feedback, moneynews at nine.com.au. Kay, okay, great as always. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much. Kay Fallick there, independent retirement writer and commentator with our regular segment brought to you by Household Capital. And in a couple of weeks with Kay, we'll be looking at women in retirement specifically. So get your questions in, moneynews at nine.com.au.